It is Monday, first Monday with the mayor of 2023, as we welcome Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum. Good morning and Happy New Year, Mayor. Happy New Year. So to start off the new year, are you going to be heading over to Oklahoma City for a big party and inauguration ball? No, I'm not able to attend it this year. I've got Aww. too much going on in Tulsa. I did get to go uh, four years ago. It was the first time I'd ever been to uh, an inauguration here in the state, and it was a really cool deal. Uh, but I, I'm fortunately not going to be able to make it this year. Aww. What are your hopes for the Stitt administration in regards to Tulsa in the next four years? Well, I just I, I've always admired the governor's aim to make Oklahoma a top 10 state. I know that some people uh, tease him about that. And those are the same people that tease me about making Tulsa a globally competitive world class city. I think when you have a chief executive of the state government who has high ambitions for the state, uh, that unlocks a lot of creativity that can lead to exciting things. And that, that's been one of the things I've admired most about his work in his first term and i'm excited about in his second term the other big one uh is uh, and i i i just i don't think governor stick gets enough credit for what a great champion for economic development he's been in the tulsa metro um uh, and i'm as a mayor i get to be in those meetings where he's talking with ceos and this is something that uh you know most people never get to see and to his credit, he doesn't really brag about, but I've seen those meetings and I've seen him as a guy who started a business, as he likes to say, with a backpack and a laptop and built it into the largest privately held mortgage company in the United States. He can go into those meetings and he can talk CEO to CEO with major you know, Fortune 500 company CEOs about regulatory environments in every state in the nation wow. and why Oklahoma is the best place for them. And that is an incredibly powerful tool that most states do not have at their disposal. So uh, I, I'm, I've, I've been really thankful for the way that he's helped bring so much economic growth to the Tulsa Metro in the last four years. And it's exciting to think about what's going to happen in the next four. So last week, uh, you and some city councilors, by the way, the picture in the Tulsa world, are you and Phil Lakin calling each other about what you're going to wear every day? <laughs> <laughs> Told Councilor Miller, apparently he didn't get the memo on it <laughs> during our tour. But anyway, you, you, you were touring city facilities with an eye toward a $115 million bond uh, referendum coming up. Is it in June? Um, wh what did you see on that tour? What do you think we're going to be uh, paying the price for if we if we vote for this bond package? Well, I think the key thing for me is, uh, you know, as a mayor, I know all of the deferred maintenance that needs that we have in city facilities. And a lot of the time, it is fun and exciting to think about new things that we can do uh, and add on to the list of assets that we have to maintain at the city of Tulsa. But I'm a big believer that we, especially in, in our uh, programs like Improve Our Tulsa or this initiative, we really need to be maintaining the things that we already have. And and set a couple of the really big ones, uh, you know, our, our police headquarters and our municipal court are in the same facility. When Chief Franklin turns on his faucet, it looks like coffee is coming out yeah. uh, of the tap in there because mm. the, the systems in that building are so old. The In the municipal courts, sewage drips through the ceiling the judges know where to put the buckets 
so they Ugh. can keep holding court while sewage is dripping through the ceiling. The fire headquarters is in a floodplain. If the Arkansas River gets to a certain elevation, Chief Baker and his staff have to put all their stuff up on their desks and vacate the premises. And then you have the Tulsa Performing Arts Center that has about $20 million in deferred Americans with Disabilities Act repairs that need to be made so that it is accessible. Uh, wow. And there you had, you've had just in the last year and a half water lines break that flooded the basement. And then you had, again, sorry to keep being graphic, but you had sewer lines that broke in there that dumped waste all over cars of patrons in the garage. All of this stuff is an indicator of severe deferred maintenance that needs to be taken care of. My hope is that the council and I will bring forward this summer a, a, a general obligation bond issuance that will just keep our property taxes at the exact same level they're already at, but will help us uh, address these severe deferred maintenance needs. How has the PAC been allowed legally to continue to defer ADA improvements? That that is well. That's a challenge that we have citywide, and you huh. do have to be making steady progress if you do construction. And I guess that's the way the C, the PAC, which the citizens own, by the way, I right. think it's important to emphasize that <clears throat> that building because there has been no construction in that. <laughs> there've been there's been no maintenance. Uh, an improvement, there hasn't been a need to do uh, or, or a, a mandate to right. do the ADA stuff. But, you know, independent reviews have told us that there's over $20 million in needs there. And that's everything from having uh, elevators that allow people to get from one floor to another to even if you think about when you're in that main, the big Chapman Hall, the big place that mm -hmm. most people think of when they think of the PAC, there's two rows on either side of the room with stairs on them that somebody in a wheelchair cannot get up or down. And you're supposed to have also aisles down the middle, but this PAC was built over 40 years ago before that was a thing. We have to upgrade all of those things. So, uh, you know, that building is, and it's pretty cool. I mean, we think of it as our performing arts center, but it is also uh, one of the more architecturally significant buildings in the whole city of Tulsa, designed by Minoru Yamasaki, who built the World Trade Center. Uh, it's the only PAC that he designed anywhere in the world. Wow. Uh, so it makes it important, but we need to do a better job of maintaining it. 737, where we're Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum. <clears throat> Moving to maintaining another area of the city, uh, retaining officers. You have signed a new agreement with the Fraternal Order of Police, incentivizing veteran officers so they would stay on the force longer. What's happening with that? Yes, this is part of our multi-pronged strategy to address uh, the, the reality that every major city in America is dealing with right now, uh, which is the challenge around finding people that want to go into law enforcement. And so in Tulsa, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're really focused on three big things. One, uh, I announced in, in the state of the city, we're doing a $15,000 signing bonus for anyone uh, that, that joins the Tulsa Police Department Academy. Uh, two, uh, we're deploying a real-time information center that'll make better use of the officers that are in the field and give them 21st century technology to help, their, help them do their jobs more efficiently and effectively. But the third one is we've got to do a better job of maintaining the officers that we already have. And uh, really, since 2020, 
Tulsa and most major cities around America have seen a significant increase in retirements uh, as the level of uh, scrutiny uh, aimed at law enforcement has increased. And we want to make sure that we have officers who have joined the, the department with, if it doesn't have the highest standards in the nation, it's got to be one of them. Uh, with the most stringent training requirements in the state of Oklahoma. And the citizens of Tulsa have invested with a lot of these officers decades into their training uh, to, to serve the community. So we want to make it as appealing as possible to maintain them. And that's why I was so grateful that we could work out this deal with the Fraternal Order of Police for the next year and a half that represents a significant increase in veteran officer pay. Mm. Mayor, thank Thanks. you as always. We'll talk to you again next Monday. Thank you. Thanks. Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum.